What's up everybody, Brandon R. Scarborough here. I want to take a moment to share with you and tell you about my dream, my passion, ultimately my purpose. Dreams Academy is our nonprofit organization located in Akron, Ohio, where we specialize in mentoring young men of color. I started Dreams Academy in 2016, and since then, we've had the opportunity to impact and mentor over 300 young men in our area. I want to tell you about this because it's dear to me, it's near to me, and so I want to tell you how you can support. Go to our website and see what we're doing, www.dreamsacademyonline.org. Also, when you get to our website, be sure to visit our Queens Academy page. We launched Queens Academy so that we can start having the same impact with young women of color in the summer of 2021. It's been a great journey and we look forward to impacting more and more young people. We need your help. Consider today making a donation to Dreams Academy so that we can keep impacting more and more young people. You can give online right at our website. You can give through Cash App, Dreams Academy. You can also text to give by texting DREAMS to 44321. If you are unable to donate now, that's completely fine. We still want to connect with you. Visit us on Instagram at Dreams Academy USA and Queens Academy USA. You can join us on Facebook at Dreams Academy and Queens Academy, or go to our website and fill out the contact us form and leave us your email address so we can add you to our email list so that you will get our newsletter so you can stay up to date with everything that's happening with our organization. Whatever you decide to do, however you connect with us, we're grateful for the connection. Thank you so much in advance for your support. Welcome to another episode of Dear White Teacher. I'm your host, Brandon R. Scarborough. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, sharing, liking everything that you do. Um, if you haven't already, feel free to go back and listen to the previous episode so that you can get all the great information from all the great guests that we've had. And great segue into today's great guest. We have with <laughs> us Miss Carla L. Jackson. <laughs> How you Hello. doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having we me. We like to Brandon. make sure we get everybody's name right. I appreciate it. It's my yeah. pleasure to be here. I'm glad I got to finally sit and talk to you a yeah. bit. I heard you didn't have the whole city on. Now, but. I don't know about all that, but I, I must <laughs> say, you are the flyest guest that we oh, have goodness. with the whole Adidas, the glasses. You, you got it going with the 90s hip hop vibe. Thank you. You got it going. I love Adidas. Cool. Adidas. <laughs> so, tell the people, you know, I know who you are. Tell the people who you are, what you do. Okay. Well, um, as, he's, as Brandon has already stated, my name is Carla Jackson. Um, I'm an educational administrator, meaning a principal at a private uh, Christian school, Emmanuel Christian Academy, located in Akron, Ohio. And I also um, was recently elected to the Akron Public School Board. So I serve in education. So you just gave us two really diverse job <laughs> descriptions that we had jump into later on but let's talk about your journey into education like did this start in childhood or was it a adult journey or how, how'd you get here actually um i would say probably um i'm a product of akron public school i mm -hmm. went through my whole k through 12 through um aps what and high, i want to say what high school i went to garfield high school oh, i'm sorry we, we 1040 over here period all, whatever all Rams, our listeners know what we've, we've taught them what 1040 <laughs> means so they, they don't know anything else but I was a board uh, member. That's my cluster right now is Book oh. of 1040. So okay, okay. I represent all the schools. But okay. yeah, so I attended Garfield High School. And I think it's in high school. I'm pretty sure in high school is where I made the decision. I'm going to be a history teacher. Okay. 
And so I had phenomenal, I had Ms. Hamilton, and then I had uh, Mr. Motter, Adam Motter, Motter, excuse me, who's now actually working um, in Central Office, which is down at the Board of Education. And he was an amazing global studies teacher. Okay. And so it, he just made history become alive, and I just loved history. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to school and be a history teacher. And so that's what started my journey. So I did, I went to school, I became a history teacher. You know, I went to school for education, for history. Um, and I did a little bit of time at Alexander Hamilton in Cleveland, just volunteering and trying to get an understanding more of what it would be to be in a classroom. And I wanted to be in it even more. Mm. And then eventually I came down to Akron. I was at Emmanuel Christian Academy. When I finished up some graduate work, I was at Elliott High School, finishing up my master's in education and doing some teaching there. And I just, I love teaching, so my journey was really, that's all I wanted to be, and that's what I became. So we got to talk about Miss Suber, because she's just a homie. And mm -hmm. so Miss Suber, who is the principal of Emmanuel Christian Academy, mm -hmm. uh, 2005, hired me to be the fifth grade teacher. Probably the worst decision of her no. career. <laughs> no. It was bad. No. It was bad. I was, I was not good. Was it? No, no. See, Miss Super has this uncanny um, ability to identify certain things in people, yeah. right? To, to and give people a chance because she, I felt like she really um, did that for me because I was able to grow tremendously from a teacher to yeah. administrator and really cultivate my gifts yeah. um, while being in the manual. So that's funny you say that because she does. You yeah, know, it was bad, and so when I see my kids now who are all grown, they like Mr. S. You, was, you, you was, know you was bad, right? <laughs> right. It was bad. So, however, to Miss Suber's credit, she never fired me. To this day, I have not been fired from Emmanuel Christian Academy. Oh, my goodness. She reassigned me. Oh, okay. So that's when, hey, can you come play for the Christmas Christmas programs uh, and all that stuff? Uh, so I've never been fired, but I was definitely removed from the classroom. So she created a job. See, yeah, she identified, yes. like, maybe he'll yeah. be better soon. Over a year. Yeah, 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 let's get him out of there. Thank you, Miss Uber, for yeah, that. Yeah. Appreciate it. And so that's why, under that type of leadership, you know, the school has grown, because yeah. um, essentially she's not a CEO of Emmanuel, like the superintendent. Right. She has three principals under. So okay. I'm a principal of middle school. Uh, Miss Fielding, Brooke Fielding is the elementary principal, and then mm -hmm. we have the early childhood department, which Miss Carol, you know, Miss okay, Carol, yeah. which she um, runs. Miss Carol's like, my friend. Tell her I'm doing legal things. She always accuses me of. Said, Are you keeping it legal? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's always legal. It's always I'll legal. I definitely make sure all of this. everything is legal. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So let's talk about the the dynamics of Emmanuel. It's a very well known uh, school here in the city. Mm -hmm. You know, very familiar. Um, a lot of people know about it and, and you all's work. So, you know, speak on that a little bit. Well, um, as I think I already said, it is a Christian school. Um, it is a charter school, a charter Christian school, but it's private because mm -hmm. it is Christian. And we service students from six weeks. So we had a daycare all the way up to eighth grade. So it's mm -hmm. three schools essentially in one. And um, it is 100% African, well, 99% mm -hmm. African-American because we have one non-African-American okay. child in the daycare. Um, with traditionally we had a majority of African-American staff probably within the last two years we've seen a shift in that mm -hmm. so we are seeing more non-African-American teachers um, in the school which is different mm -hmm. um, because culturally speaking uh, a majority of our students like we say we serve students at risk and when you say that we're at risk it's just it typically means at risk of not graduating high school so we all understand that there's um, multiple factors mm -hmm. that could be, it could be the, the lack of education of your parents, it could be environmental. So that's really the demographic traditionally that we have served and we continue to serve. Got you. So, so knowing all that, especially for you to say it's a private charter Christian mm -hmm. school, 
how did you get to the school board and serving, you know, duly in those roles? <laughs> right, right. Which is, it was crazy for some people and it was nothing to me. Like, yeah. I was just like, but I didn't know it was going to be a thing until I knew it was a thing. Gotcha. Right? And so what happened was many of our students at Emmanuel end up going back into public schools. Mm -hmm. And since my time, see, at your time, probably when you were at Emmanuel, a lot of students that attended were self-pay, and they were they came up through the yes, school, right? Absolutely. So I came at a different time because you probably were there be was before Ed Choice or the this was two thousand five. I don't. I think Ed Choice was in effect. Yeah, it may have been. May have just started something mm -hmm. like that. But this was this was two thousand five, and at that time, they only. So I, I was wrong. I was the sixth grade teacher. I still have my graduation picture because sixth grade was the highest, oh, yeah, so they all yeah. graduated. Yeah, so yeah, so, so I was a bad teacher, but they made me cry because they, they <laughs> like they didn't tell me at graduation I was bad because mm -hmm. they was just in the sixth grade. And plus, you know. just had some relationships. Yeah, I right? had the relationships. Yeah, they still my babies, but you know. Yeah. yeah. So what happens now? Like before, you know, if most were like self-paid kids, mm -hmm. and most of the, they were they were going to go to private anyway. Yeah. A majority of them. So. Since my time in the Emmanuel, what we've seen is a, a lot of students. We have a lot of transfer students that have not been at Emmanuel from pre-K, and they're coming from many of them public schools. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are coming from public schools, and many are going back into public schools. With that being said, when you hear the stories about the kids that's coming in from public to our school and why they came, it, it was always interesting because I heard the argument when I first ran for office, oh, charter schools are horrible, they're this, and they're stealing money from public schools which I don't agree with that I think that we need I don't believe anyone should be picking a school um, a private or charter school unless it's faith-based reason mm -hmm. so that's my first thing I don't think a parent would even choose to send their child to a school that they have to wake up so many hours early to take them across town or spend additional mm -hmm. money on if they felt that the school that they were sending a child was properly servicing them. So right. I made this statement and people say, oh, that's not true. It was because of transportation. No, I want to see that data because if you got 21,000 people in the district or 30,000, how many people responded to a survey and said it was transportation? Because mm -hmm. if you tell me 100, then we know it's not valid. Right. If you tell me 500, that's still not valid out right. of 30,000 or 20,000 people. But most people were saying th that they didn't feel like they had a voice. They didn't feel that they were being heard students not the this is already the kids telling me this okay. and some students would um reiterate that however lo, me being at Emmanuel longer when my students began to go back into their public high schools that have wonderful programming especially in Akron we have great programming I couldn't understand how are you graduating without a plan mm. it can't just be because we know we have Project Grad is doing amazing things. And, but Project Grad is at Easton Book though. And then even at those schools, all the students are not necessarily in Project Grad. Mm -hmm. Even though I talked to um, Tierra and Silas Butler who said, you know, they still will help students. But it's so many kids, high performing kids. And you're like, how don't you have a plan? Right. Or if you were on a path for in dental, for, but you're a 4.0 student, and you're still talking about being a dental assistant, why wouldn't the goal be a dentist? Mm-hmm. And who's not, you know, aligning you with those right. things and then me being on the Hero K Stubbs Scholarship Committee, the fact that you're trying to stalk kids down to apply for full ride scholarships, I'm like, I know his kids is qualified. Right. Like what is the disconnect that I'm seeing these kids who I saw as little people, they go out and they're getting ready to graduate and they're like, I don't know where I'm gonna get money. I don't think I'm gonna go to college. I think I'm gonna work because it really ain't enough money. And I'm like, No, it's plenty of money. Right. Like 
what, what, what is happening here? So that's what really led me to say, I need to be involved on the school board because I thought it would be me being more involved with the community and the kids and helping to push this understanding of resources and of um, opportunities that are available to all. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's not just always college. Right. Because APS, like people don't know, they had, people always talk about the three E's, enroll, enlist, employ. But Akron has an entrepreneurship. They have four E's. Mm -hmm. So kids need to know. I mean, I would be at Walmart, and I know I'm on this, but this is what I'm passionate about. I would be at Walmart, and I would bump into a kid with a, a nice neck piece or some bomb earrings. And I'm like, oh, that is cute. And they're like, oh, I made it. Mm. And I say, what school you go to? Book though? And I'm like, why my book though has entrepreneurship? I was like, oh, so are you in the program? You know I can show you how to scale that up. Right. And then she looked at me like, no, I'm like, because you working at Walmart, you probably could. Even though this is good, you work at Walmart. But if you're making that type of quality, I should see you all through my Facebook news yeah. feed. You should yeah. be highlighted everywhere. And I guarantee that on your own time, without you having to travel to Walmart, be on the schedule in their hours, that you can make your own hours to fit you and make probably the same, same money. money at the very least. At the very least. So it's those type of things and those conversations that led me to saying, I want to be, I need to be on the school board, I think. Actually, people approached me to be on the school mm -hmm. board. And I was like, oh, I don't Even know. knowing that you taught Eddie Manuel. Mm -hmm. First, I was approached, like, Carly, you should think. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what, yeah. Yeah. So that's how the journey started. That's dope, though. You know, thank you for your service, number one. <laughs> but that's an, extremely dope to be able to have your voice magnified in multiple, you know, locations and communities and demographics and all that stuff because I'm about the community so it's yeah. not just like I said because I'm a Christian and I do believe in Christian education because I think it's important in cultivating your child's worldview yeah. but I think in public education you need to be equipping children to understand what it means to be a part of a democracy to properly prepare them to be contributing citizens what mm -hmm. does that mean you give them the information Right? You just give them the information. Mm -hmm. It should be very objectively given. You give them the history. You give them the facts. And then you let them, because you want them to be thinkers, yeah. you let them process and disseminate the information and have that, have that uh, recourse with each other and dialoguing with the teacher. And they can have their opinions. They can have their right. views. Let them have that and then let them know how, as a citizen in America, how you use those opinions and those use by voting. Yeah by getting out in the community, doing things like that. That's the role I feel like of public education is that we're equipping children to come out to be contributing citizens, whatever that looks like, whether it's in a corporate situation, because we're building corporate partnerships right. with all these career academies, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we saying, that should be the goal, or if it's in entrepreneurship. And then for private, like how I do private uh, Christian, I do believe in private education for that standpoint. Mm -hmm. Now these other charters, it's just popping up, and I do believe everyone should be accountable and have the exact same accountability mm -hmm. if you're gonna get the dollars. But that's yeah. why I'm a, it's a little, I'm kind of like a, um, I'm like a phenom in that way. Like, okay. I'm an outlier. Like, what <laughs> is this girl? She yeah. in charter education, they hurt schools. And I'm like, nah, because you should, your school should make your kids want to come right. and their families. Yeah. And if they don't, how do you change that? It's customer service. Right? So. Yeah. I've been there, you know, you talked about phenomenal programs. This is one called Dreams Academy. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I heard about that. I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, you might have, you yeah, know, yeah. ain't nobody talking about us, you know, but we're at Book Doing East at Well, mm -hmm. um, and this was the first week, and no kids. Not, not on our account, not on anybody's account, let's mm -hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. 
but just the challenge of getting kids to stay after school, getting kids to participate, getting parents to push their kids to mm -hmm. stay after school, to take advantage of all of, not just us, all the great programs mm -hmm. and like the things that you're talking about, like the entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I think kids need creativity. Mm -hmm. You know, for, for her to be able to make her name in wire or whatever, what, yeah, you know, whatever. Ball, yeah. yeah, Or the lace front. I mean, they making wigs. Right? Yeah. I'm talking about, they doing prom dress. You, you go to high school yourself yeah. and your classmates are coming to make prom dresses. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I'm talking about we should have a whole plaza yeah. that it's, it has nothing but the, the you. Creative, the creative level is crazy. Yeah, right and now. so that's why I want to be a voice in the community on, and on a board and build a relationship with the students because I'm not, you know, the politicking part, I'm yeah. not a politician. Right. But I'm a people person and I'm for right. the people and I love the children and the youth. Right. And I think the sense of hopelessness that you feel sometimes yeah. when you're talking to these young people yeah. and even sometimes in teachers, it's like, no, you have significance. And you have a purpose. Like, you don't see your fly? Yeah. Like, when Kanye said, you see this coat? Yeah. When that person yeah. asked him about fashion, like, you, do you see this coat? <laughs> I be looking at some of these kids like, yeah. do you see yourself? Right. Like, what you mean? You and that's what they need, though. They need somebody to almost point out, like, go look at yourself. Yeah, so. And, and have a higher thought and version or what, what confidence, esteem, yeah, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Even with your program, like you're saying, with it, the, the attendance being low. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Let's pull this back. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? What does it look like to, how are we really engaging them? Like, I'm talking about from when the bell ring, when the school started, yep. from all that. And it's a lot of things. Teacher has, teachers have a lot on their plate. Right. But even like when we talk, other community members, like, I hear about your program, I hear it's very dope. And kids take, it's a big takeaway. Right. I've heard parents speak highly of it. Mm -hmm. So, no, no attendance? No, that's, that don't read right, right to me. Right, right. Right. So that's we gonna fix it. Yeah, yeah. So that's something for like collaborative. Yeah. That's a discussion to have. Like, okay, this how many I identified this student, this student, this student. Yeah. Where a teacher from each block where a principal can say, Brent, I got like fifteen kids. I, I walked yep. in the hallway. I was rocking with today that I'm gonna bring to you. Yep. And I'm gonna order pizza. Yep. Right. Because I can't. I'm the principal. So whoever we gonna order pizza, we gonna break bread, and we gonna talk some talk. Yep. And then that relationship building, you know, yeah. we got to get back to that type of stuff. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's not no judgment call on anyone, but you would have some kids like, oh, I didn't even know that. I had, you know yeah. how many kids I told me like, here, okay, steps, what is that? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we dropped Scott, we dropped the applications off at your school. Yeah. And they're like, but nobody said nothing. The right. counselor said, well, we just said it out front. That ain't good yeah. enough. Cra crazy story. When I, when I started Dreams, I spent time, I go get our flyers made. I would get the paperwork from APS to get uh, disseminate information. Um, I'm spending money on this stuff, mm -hmm. and would get to these schools, just give it to the secretary. Well, now at this point, it's in the secretary's hand for her to decide: mm -hmm. Do I pass this out? Does it stay here? Does it end up in the trash? Mm -hmm. like, Let me quit wasting my, my money. It got to mm -hmm. be another way to get this, you know, um, social media, parents, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we we set it on the front counter. Listen, them kids, they hear that bell, they going straight past the front counter. They can't wait. To, they're not looking at that. They're not stopping at the counter. Oh, let me see what I can do today. They're not doing that. They out of here. Yeah. It got to be an introduction. Like, yeah. you know how they say, a soft introduction. Like, yeah. when you in sales, like, okay, I'm going to introduce you to Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Gabriel, this is Carla. Yeah. Now make it do what it yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. They almost, that's it, how it, it has to It's happen. what people do with text now. Hey, I'm introducing y'all. Y'all figure it out on y'all's own. Yeah. I'm leaving the text because yeah. I don't want to be bothered with the conversation. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, 
this is always the great the great segue to you know the podcast is called Dear White Teacher. You made a great statement a little bit earlier about the demographic of Emmanuel even, mm-hmm. but how your teaching staff is starting to look a little bit different um, and more more non-white or I'm sorry non-black mm-hmm. teachers are um, there at the school, and so we we just really like to talk about what those classrooms are looking like, what techniques, what strategies, um, what what are some of the even support that white teachers need. Because So let me tell you, the reason I do this is because I feel like, or I know most black kids, their teacher is going to be white for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in order to create successful black students, we got to create successful white teachers. And so I'm not saying the onus is all on us, but I also feel like if we can support and give them strategies and ideas and whatever else that can help everybody's classroom be successful. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the lens that we do this from. Okay. And so what's your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts is um, this, if white or black, because you know I told you about I know. this. I just, yeah. It's not the white teacher. It's like I said, it's, is it race that matters or character that counts? It's the character of the individual that, you, that you're speaking to. We have some things just in our society that, yes, are systemic. But the same way you have a piss poor white teacher that don't know how to connect with another demographic, another uh, color. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, they don't know how to relate or connect to black children. They have this limited mindset. You have black teachers the yeah. same way. Mm-hmm. And so now it becomes with the culture because if you're disconnected, if I can't, if I'm Afri- some African Americans that come from affluent families, two-parent household, went to certain schools their whole life, won't be able to connect with black kids. Had a Agreed. perfect example at Emmanuel, which you know is an all was an all-black school. Mm-hmm. And when I started there, it was all-black staff, mm-hmm. predominantly all-black. And so we were looking for a teacher, a math teacher, a few years back. And this young African American man, he played football, you know coming from the Cleveland area, but really wouldn't be Cleveland because, well, Shaker Heights, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, my parents grew up in East Cleveland. Like, he's telling this whole story, but his parents, like, elevated themselves, mm-hmm. all right? So even at that point, they were living in Hudson. So they went from Shaker Heights to mm-hmm. Hudson. He was subbing in Hudson mm-hmm. School District. So he comes to a man to interview for a job. This black, statuous African-American male, you know, black school, all the black women like, oh, he's going to be great for these black boys, an mm-hmm. African-American man. Oh, it's so good. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. But, you know, I still think Clarence, don't forget Clarence. Yeah. You know, but that's okay <laughs> yeah. because race matters. But when we start pulling back them pages, we see yeah. sometimes it matters, but is it always positive in right. the way it matters? Or does it matter because of how it impacts us sometimes mm-hmm. by our own people, right? So he comes. He literally lasted two days. Wow. <laughs> with a mid- and I have middle school kids. At the sixth through eighth graders, he could not he there was he could not connect. There was no connection. Yeah. He could not relate to them like, hey, what's up? He, yeah. no, he couldn't connect right. because it was not his world. Mm-hmm. So then we had a, a, a Caucasian man came to the school to interview, needed a job too. This brother came in that classroom and instantly. Yeah. He was hooping with the kids. Yeah. Cause he like, I'm from like, no, I was, you know, I went to Akron U. This is where I grew up on the north side. Like he's yeah. he like, 
I don't, this not odd to me. Right, right. Right? He was where the African-American teacher, and this is facts, looked uncomfortable yeah. around people that looked like him. For me, that was, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. it's character. It's what's in here. Like, because you can get these same strategies, these same strategies are going to be needed by some African-American teachers as well. So what I would say, when we say dear white teacher, I'm saying dear teacher, mm -hmm. because it's people that come in the profession with no real passion for the profession, mm -hmm. not knowing that you are impacting eternity. Like a teacher's job is the most, one of the most important jobs to, in lieu to a physician. Because physician is supposed to do no harm and help to promote life, right? Yeah. A teacher should have that same mindset, right. do no harm and promote life, right? So when we think about it from that lens, it's like, wait a minute, I as a teacher need to take take a Hippocratic oath that I will do no harm, like yeah. that I'm not going to harm you mentally, that I'm not going to abuse you mentally, that I'm not going to break you down, that I'm going to help you find purpose and significance. Color at that point should be, is an irrelevant factor. Right. Because if you're a wicked person, you're going to be wicked. Mm -hmm. If you're lazy, you're going to be lazy. So the first thing I would say is relationships matter. Consistency matter expectations are needed and necessary. We can't lower expectations like when we think about um, the impact of things like they say systemic racism, right? And so now we hear a lot of this talk, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. You know, what does that look like? And you hear talk in some educational circles where they say, okay, well then for more black children to be able to get this benefit or to get this scholarship, we need to lower this requirement. Mm -hmm. That should be highly offensive to someone right. that's black, because it is to me. What you mean, lower it? Why do you think my so it's no black kids that can meet that mark? Right. Well, for the majority, okay, but why? Because to lower the standard is saying something in itself. If they've been underserved here, you, you see, mm -hmm. if in elementary they've been underserved, then now we need to look here. Mm -hmm to see the disconnect and who's doing the underserving and how can we close those gaps. We need to be seeing to close the gaps is lowering, and this is a, it's a question. I just don't believe that lowering the bar closes the gap. Closes the gap. Mm -hmm. I think it enables mediocrity. I don't think it, so is that, some people say that's equity. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about that because within that same building where you're saying these kids are low, it's somebody in there that can reach that mark. Right. It's a such thing as a number one. To me, that's equivalent to uh, these participation trophies. No, it's an MVP. <laughs> somebody is an MVP, right? Don't, don't get me in no trouble with, 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 my, with my coaches and all I'm that. I'm just saying. I mean, because we America, everybody got a pin. Yeah, it's just Carlos. Yeah. It's an, somebody on there is running a four or whatever yeah. that is in the yeah. 40. Somebody hit, somebody meeting that mark when they do that jump or whatever in foot. Somebody yeah. meet, meeting it. So they, they can't get the MVP. Right. That doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense to me. So when I look at it from that point, when we talk about how can we tell them, how can we help them? First is be real with the relationship and be real about why you enter the profession. Mm -hmm. Is it for summers off, two weeks off? Right. Right. Is, is it about catering to you? Because if it's about kids, you must always remember that it is about kids and I will first do no harm. Mm -hmm. And yes, you have to take care of yourself, self-care, but am I really being the best I can be for my children? Am right. I properly preparing? Because some teachers come to the classroom and you ain't prepared. 
And because you're not prepared, your management is off. You don't have classroom management. Because you ain't prepared and you came there thinking you was going to be the homie, white teacher, black teacher, you're going to be cool. Now you met everybody be quiet. Mm -hmm. Or you shut up. Mm -hmm. Now you being disrespectful. Right. Because now you're telling kids to shut up who the mother or father and they house like, who are you talking to? Right. right. And now, in the midst of this interaction, now these kids got assault charge, verbal assault charges. Mm -hmm. And so now here this cycle. You came to help, but you hurt. Mm. You see, and so I think at first it has to really get to that point of why am I here and who am I serving? And if you know really that you don't want to be in an urban school, stop just taking a job. Yeah. If you know you don't want to teach in the urban demographic, but because they, they dangle some incentive in front of you, don't take the job. And for the other teachers, they hold people accountable. Mm. Because it's sad that you know, like the Bible say, it rains on the just and the unjust. Like you have phenomenal teachers, white, black, phenomenal teachers. And then there's those ones. And what they say, uh, one bad apple spoiled a bunch. Mm -hmm. it's, it's those few that's spewed yeah. out to whereas that's what we go. That's what's going to stand out to you. That's what's going to highlight. But the reason why it's so detrimental to your point in education, like it's hard for me to just say they're white teachers because I'm in education. I've been in it so long yeah. from different lenses that I've seen people that look just like me, underserved people that look just like me. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen white teachers be phenomenal and do the work as if unto God mm -hmm. in a real way. And I've seen them be piss poor too. Right. I felt, oh, you racist. I've seen that too. So that's why I can't just give. No, that's cool. You see what I'm saying? A blank. I, that, that's cool because you just taught me I need to do even more highlighting of the ones that do a really, really good job. Because mm -hmm. there's some that's, that's spending their time that's building those relationships. Yeah. We have a volunteer, his name is Dan Pace, white male, he has no children. This is the first time, I've been at Emmanuel 15 years, and like I said, it's an all black school. This is the first and only volunteer that I've ever had that's been with me consistently for years. Mm -hmm. That come in, walk the walk, that he taught build a real relationship with these kids. And he just seen every facet of the kids. But they respect them now. They yeah. respect them now. Cause you would've, they, it started off crazy. Yeah. Like you can expect it. <laughs> he was like, listen. He was like, well, Jesus is the Lord of my life. So, yeah. but you know, he stayed on it. But he didn't waver. Mm -hmm. He didn't lower expectations. Right. He was like, huh, no, that's this, that's that. Sometimes we had to give him words like, um, you know, you can't really say that because yeah, you're white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, 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 can, you can't say that yeah. then. And he was like, no, they just, just piss poor. Like, yeah. just, just like, no, you can't, like, I can like animal. Um, that could be yeah, a problem yeah. if you say that. And this is why he like. Yeah. But then once he built the relationship, the kids just moving with him. They, it's not even about color at that point. And he was willing to learn. He was willing to learn. Yeah. And so, when, like we said, when these people come into the schools and you're just coming in and it's, people are not holding them, others accountable. Like you whispering in, like, we like, oh, you know, Brandon, he don't do no yeah. work with them kids. He, you whispering, hold them accountable. Y'all yeah. about to be at the same teacher union meeting. It don't take the principal to have who's not part of y'all group collective to talk about this teacher. Y'all hold y'all colleague accountable. Y'all put the pressure where they know not in our building, you ain't going to underserve our kids. Right. And you definitely ain't going to underserve them if I got to inherit them. If you're the ninth grade history teacher and I'm 10th grade, I got to inherit Joe Pissportness. Every time I'm gonna put you on notice, mm -hmm. not with central office in our fellowship amongst teachers and in the union, right? Because excellence looks different, so hold them accountable, so that you making me look bad, and I'm trying, I'm out here doing everything, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a phenomenal teacher, 
And then you just said this to this kid this hallway. Now every white teacher is on the board or, or every black teacher mm -hmm. or this whole school is like on the board for being <laughs> piss poor. I heard yeah. so many bad things about Bookstore 1040. Mm -hmm. That school is dope. Thank you. But, but you hear the narrative like. Every time. It's so crazy because the things that are happening there, it's just the whole energy. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And like when I went into that high school, it was just a whole nother energy that I felt in comparison to something else. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dang, but this is not what get hyped up about this school. This is not what's highlighted about this school. So we, we got to change. We got to reset our own mindset. Mm -hmm. Because here it is. I had, you know, I've been indoctrinated by media and TV because an expectation of what them schools are. You know, if somebody would have asked me, one of my parents, about their kid going to books maybe years ago, I'd have been like, mm -hmm. right. I don't know. But then when I started hearing about Project Grad, when at the time when Gates Millennium Scholars was coming out, they were all coming out of 1040. Mm -hmm. Like kids getting big money scholarships. Mm -hmm. The robotics competition being one for 1040. But that's yeah. not being highlighted in that way. So anyway, I went on my whole tangent. Cause this well, then they like, say we bragging, but we really ain't bragging because that's, that's literally what they do to us. Everything bad comes from 1040. Mm -hmm. But everything you just said is absolutely true. Yeah, it's true. And it's like some phenomenal things happening with yeah. these kids and these young people. And I think if we push that narrative more and stop highlighting the negative stuff that's happening in the community, but deal with it, with not making excuses, like deal with it and put things in place to give these kids options and hope. Because they, they self-medicating. Yes. They're doing crazy stuff because they're hopeless. Mm -hmm. And a lot of kids, they get into high school and they don't see where they fit. Mm -hmm. Like, where do I really fit here? Like, I can't read or I'm struggling to read. And yeah. I ain't got to, you know, so how do I, how do I reconcile that? Right. Like, and what type of teacher will it take to say, you know what, I think this boy's smart though. Right. But I can't be by myself. Because I got a hundred, a hundred of, I think that boy's smart. Right, right, right. You see, so it, we got to collectively at a team, we ain't got time for the the bad apples. Yeah. And we ain't got time to try to wait on the administration to get rid of the bad apples in our building. So the teachers have to have that sense of community and that ownership in our building. It don't even, it shouldn't have to take a principal to try to regulate. You the educated able-bodied person with a degree that's <laughs> right. in the trenches. It shouldn't take the principal to have to check you about games or what's going on in your classroom. Do the work. Mm -hmm. And have your colleagues be aligned with your colleagues. Because once you do the work, you're going to produce. An apple tree going to produce apples, especially right. if it's cultivated and fertilized the right way, and it's going to be good, big apples. Mm -hmm. Do the work. You don't got to brag to nobody about how smart and good teacher you are. You know why? Because your fruit going to speak for you. Right. It's really that simple. So I'm sorry. I think I got all off. I ain't got no questions, Gabe. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Not a couple of things. I'm playing, but the one thing that comes up every episode is relationships. It's just it just comes up and comes out whether I ask the question or not. Is your relationship with your kids is just the biggest thing that plays into. Mm -hmm. The education. Relations, everything. Because they got to trust you. Yep. People, Children don't learn from people they don't trust. Think Absolutely. about it. Adults. I can't hear from somebody I don't trust. Yeah. I saw that, that. I literally saw that on Instagram today. Yeah, you can't. About, about teachers. Uh -huh. If I don't trust you, you can't. You think I'm about to trust you to get me? Not, I don't trust you. My mistrust yeah. is high. So because of that, when you talk it, even if it makes sense, it don't rewrite to me. Because my, my nature my, is like, no, I protect. So. Or mm -hmm. whatever they're telling you can't be good. Right. Because I don't think you mean nothing well for me. But you know, our kids, though, 
we will come in the door not trusting you. Mm-hmm. Because we that's what we we we've been taught. We've been Facts. indoctrinated not to Facts. not to really trust nobody. Mm-hmm. So because I'm any, like that right now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> in life. In life. Yeah. So for any teacher, white, black, otherwise, you got third, fourth grade kid walking in. He's walking in the class like, I don't trust this cat. I don't mm-hmm. trust this woman. Mm-hmm. How you overcome that? Because by being the real deal. Yeah. Because that's where that consistency is key. Even within the discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Because I suspend the discipline kids all the time. But a majority of those kids and them parents, Thank God for the, these parents too. Respect. They may not like it in the beginning. They may not like me, but eventually, when they see the consistency, they respect it. Mm-hmm. So do the children, because they like. You know what? I used to think Miss Jackson didn't like me, but then I saw she suspended all them people who I thought she liked too. You <laughs> right. see? It's like no. I'm gonna do the same every time, regardless of how I personally feel. I'm gonna do the same every single time. And if you're doing great, I'm gonna highlight you doing great. Right. But you got it. That's self-checking too. You can't hold, because some people hold grudges against kids. Yeah. Like, I've seen teachers where, now you don't see all of these other kids standing up on these desks. I'm using that for example. Yeah. You only see little Carla. I'm looking at the camera. Yeah, little Carla was on the desk, but so was Bebe, Sheik, right. all these. Everybody was on the desk. Why Carla in my office? Right. And then little Carla come in my office. She raggedy anyway. You know she don't pre- be prepared. She was late. Coming to our class, oh, that's why little Carla about office. Because little Carla talked to you like she grown mm-hmm. and she got a slick mouth and she called you on all your junk. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate, she shouldn't. Right. But she, this why she on your list. And she right. She right, right? Instead of you just laughing like, girl, be quiet. You, I'm tired of you talking junk to me. Be quiet, go sit down. Mm-hmm. And laughing at little Carla and sit down like, I'm going to put you to work and make her a leader because you see she grown. Yeah. How can you elevate that? And then she that grown, but you see, girl, you don't even know what two plus two. Now you got to tell her, listen, you got to boss up. You know, bosses know numbers. That's it. But you got to be able to connect. Yeah. And you have to understand your demographic. You have to. And that I'm not saying, it, and it has to be authentic because some people try to come in like. Right. But that's not who you are. I don't care if you wear or black. If this ain't who you are. If this is not your fly, yeah. you know, if you don't wear Adidas and leather cans, don't come in wearing Adidas and leather cans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know what a Yeezy is and you don't like it, don't go buy no Yeezys and just try <laughs> to walk around it. You know what I'm saying? With your Yeezys Looking on. uncomfortable. Look at, right. <laughs> Be you. And, let, and the kids, they'll gravitate to that yeah. because they'll feel that. And the barriers will go down. And then some kids are very trusting, right? The ones that who, who haven't been set up to be trained to yeah. mistrust. And that's what's hurtful because it's when they don't know when they being mistreated. Mm. And that's when it's the job of the collective to hold those adults. We got to be on the wall. Right. Right. To hold those adults in education accountable, community, hold the adults in education accountable about how they interact and how they dealing with kids. Because they can kill the soul and the hope in that child from a young age. And then when you get them as third grader, you think, how can a third grader be this angry? Yeah. How can a fifth grader feel this down on himself? Mm-hmm. Somebody planted that in them. But the worst part is if it's a teacher that did it, somebody that we entrust to do no harm yeah. and to pour into them. Instead of pouring into them what was good, you pour a poison on the seed so it wouldn't grow. That's the message for yeah. me. <laughs> Don't pour poison. Be mindful. Self-check. How am I feeling? Why does child irritate me so much? 
What can, you gotta check that. Like that ain't never come. I don't think that's came up before on the episode. Yeah, like you gotta ask yourself, why does cat irritate me? Yeah, why I don't like this group. Keep and why that's an okay question to ask yourself. I mean, I do it as a grown person. Like, yeah, I don't really mess with them. Why? Do we? Mm-hmm. But also, I don't mess with them. But why? In a real what way. What is it? Yeah. I did a study. Cause you know, I'm at the end. I'm working on my dissertation now for my PhD. But one of okay, um, doc. One of the studies. That, one of my um, research papers that I did uh, dealt with like grading, mm-hmm. like A, B, C, D, right? Because grading is. If it's a point system, right, it's hard numbers. It's quantitative. You mm-hmm. measure either you met this rubric or you did. But what I found out with the different teachers in the, in the observation and stuff and looking at the data is that mm, sometimes Shayla's D, she really tried, end up being a C. Where Shayla could have, it should have been a 68%. Where did the other two points come from mm-hmm. on this question? Just, you know, when you read the question, like, well, she tried. I can tell she was really no. This answer is wrong. Yeah. But you you gave her the point. Like instead of taking off two points, you gave her a one point five. Cause you ain't wanted it, you know. Yeah. Cause she tried. You believe she tried. Dante tried too. But because of how you perceive Dante, Dante bad as hell. Mm-hmm. He on this scene. He be talking off. He deserved his F. Yeah. No, he deserved the same grace you gave Shayla if you give him grace. Right. His answer wasn't quite right. You 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 picking at butterflies to give Shayla this one point yeah. five on this question. Yeah. Them, that's the implicit biases that teachers have too. Yeah. Where we grading on personality, you know, behavior mm-hmm. more than we are on the knowledge. You got some students, straight A students. Parents that can't even tell you this. Like, my daughter couldn't even count tra- change, but she been on merit roll the whole, or honor roll. How is that? Yeah. Oh, when she tries, she's so good. She's such a pleasant student in class. But you're like, but my kid can't read. Yeah. That's another thing. Teachers, you got to check that. Consistent across the board. That's okay, Shelly. You'll do better next time. But this is really what you should have answered on this. But we're going to have a quiz next week. That's what you got to tell Shayla. Instead of giving Shayla grades because of grades. And we ain't going to talk about just the sorry teachers that don't grade nothing. Just yeah. off of behavior. Just like, okay, this is an 80. This is 70. <laughs> right, right. This is an A. You see, so again, accountability. I think I always go back to accountability, Brandon. All right. <laughs> Brandon gonna be like, Carter, did you answer my question? We gonna go back no, to the chat, like, girl, no, did you answer the question? No, because this is the thing. <laughs> like, it's so many great clips that's gonna come from this one. I mean, because you just went for it, so I'm I'm fine. Like, okay, yeah. you you have not made me have to sit here and think hard. <laughs> Like what's next? I'm, well, because we cool. talking my sweet spot. Like this, yeah, my life. I'm good. Like, and I'm these kids. Like I, I'm these kids, and just thankfully that I had people and I had family that spoke hope into me. Like I wasn't being tore down at home, yeah. but I thank God that I wasn't. And I had aunties and people that fought for me right. with my bad butt. You know that by the time I think because of the consistency and discipline, by the time I got to like middle school and then high school, my life was together, like in my yeah, mind. Like right. I knew education was important. I knew how to sit there. I knew how to abide by the rules, but I also knew how to agitate and fight for myself and speak out against injustice. That's that AME church. Mm-hmm. And I, like, listen, everything was racist when I was, everything, yeah. that's racist. You being racist, you know, until I evolved. Like, right. This ain't racist, Carly, you was late. Yeah. <laughs> like, you turned into work late. This ain't got to yeah. do with you. Like, girl, you yeah. know? But I had to grow to that, but I thank God 
for my the family I had, but I think about the kids, the kids, people I grew up that didn't have that same thing. Yeah. So they was getting that talk at home that wasn't edifying them. And they didn't have that church family to build them up and support them. So when they went to a school and the teacher said something slick to them, it was just like, whatever, but it was here. Yeah. It was in, you know, it was here. Whereas if something was said to me, crazy. I went home and I know, no, that ain't right. And that's not who I am. And my auntie gonna be up here. Yeah. Type deal. So then I'm, I'm just like a good kid. For the most part, I'm a good kid. I know how to play by the rules. I'm doing my work and doing what I need to do. Because from earlier elementary, it, are, it got worked out of me. Like the misbehaviors, because I wanted yeah. to be highlighted. But it was being reinforced for me at home. And I'm thinking if I didn't have a certain level of expectation in my home front, I don't know what that would have meant for me, though. Yeah. Because I was always, I was in a corner. Elementary, one time they put, I was at Rankin Elementary. Mm -hmm. And I stayed, I was bad, right? And so I talked so much, talked so much. I had to be on the teacher's nerves. The teacher put a flip. They used to have them wood things that had paper on them where they used to write stuff mm -hmm. on them and then flip the big yeah. piece of paper. Brandon, they put me in the corner of the room put one right here this was the wall so they put one in front of me right here and one on the side of me mm -hmm. now right now this would be illegal as right. i don't know what to do this <laughs> to a kid and i'm in the classroom and this is how they taught me and i had to sit like basically that's how they kept me in yeah. for a remainder year because i thought too much i was i guess i was being disruptive to the learning environment mm -hmm. but i'm thinking like dang i was in like the second grade wow that could have messed me up right yeah but it did just they put you in a little corner cell that's what they did. You you put me in the cell, like, dim my light. And that same year, I ended up having to go to, like, a summer school. Like, I just said, I guess I wasn't going to pass the second grade or whatever. And I remember walking down there, my Uncle Carlos, who I named after he did. Now, he said, he used to call me Pig. He said, uh-uh, Pig, how you have to go? You smart. How you got to be going to sun? I know you don't got to be going to sun. You know, he said all this, and I lived on beach with that time. I, was, I remember just feeling so sad because he said this to me, and so I knew I guess a part of me knew I was performing beneath who I was. Yeah. Even though I couldn't articulate that like that, but I something in me felt sad because his expectation for me wasn't being met and this was my guy, right? He was like, hey, like you stupid. You ain't stupid. Like yeah. he, and I was like, I know I ain't stupid. So I walked my little self to break into the little couple weeks of summer school they had. And at that point it was like something clicked, like, and I just started trying. Yeah. Like I really was trying. Not that I couldn't, I just didn't put forth that much effort in the classroom. Yeah. As an adult, I look back on it and I, and I realize this, but when I went and trying, I, I felt like I was just like, oh, she wanted them back. Because I had a smart mom, I talked all the time, mm -hmm. like a baby kid probably. And so some teachers just was like, and then by the time I got to fourth grade, I think I started going to beer, I had Joe Sanders. And um, she was on my neck with like math and all that stuff and plus she rewarded it, so i tried i tried and then it was just up from there so it just my whole life shifted off of that like the expectations yeah. like i had a teacher she had an expectation one that i was bad and she was just like and talked to me very real she was white i think she was a jewish lady joe sanders mm. and saying she like you know talk to you straight in your face but poured into you yeah. like it had an expectations and I was like, man, I gotta try this. I was studying in the fourth grade, trying to get yeah. the multiplication. And not because I had to at home, but because I knew she would have us going around doing, and I wanted to excel. And that just started following me, and here, here you have it. And that's dope that, I don't know your age, and I ain't gonna tell it if I did know it. No, but I'm, you a, I'm grown, I got yeah. I'm 42. Okay. My Jackie Robinson year. I, I wasn't gonna say that, no, I'm just, <laughs> I was asking you for it, but I'm nah, just saying, it's all right, it's but all right. to remember, yeah, Joy Sanders real. from fourth mm -hmm. grade. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Because I remember she was a good teacher, and I remember her the impact. Like, yeah. Like this lady believed that I can do something. Yeah. You and that's who, you, that, that's who every teacher should strive to be, that when, we, when your kids get grown, good and grown, mm -hmm. 40s, 50s, they can go back to that time and say... And remember the yeah. teacher. Like when I talk about Mr. Mater and at yeah. Garfield, it's just like teachers where you know, listen, this ain't, I love what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is my job, but I love it and I'm dope at it. Yeah. You know, because you're the real deal in your profession. You know your content. You, you're the real deal. And it's like some teachers... If kids feel like you don't know nothing, that's a problem. Yeah. If they feel like, because you could know it, but you don't know how to properly disseminate it to children. Yeah. You're not an educator then. Yeah. You just went through these classes and got the certification, and now we got all these kids that's being lost on you. That's that accountability. Accountability. colleagues like, Brandon, she can't stay in our building. Yeah. Where the teachers are like talking to each other and the union reps, like, y'all know it's a problem. How we get this person out of our building? Right, Because right. this our community, it's our culture, right. it's our numbers. Which you really don't need to go no, nowhere else for real. At but, all. but you know, it's the, now it's your job to make yeah. sure that, to where they lead the right. profession. <laughs> right, <laughs> we gotta take right. care of our home. Right. They get over there, y'all. We sh this should be the same model. Right. Let's get our our community together, our learning right. community, to where it's like mm -mm, we gotta protect the kids. This kid, this teacher can't be in our building, right? Because it's a standard in our building, yeah. and the goal is for every building to be like that, right? You know, to have that accountability. I think that's equity. Mm -hmm. That we make sure everyone has what they need in these buildings, which is quality teachers. Every building need a quality teacher that's committed. Yeah. So, all right, I'm done talking. You sure? <laughs> yeah. No, you good. I'm done. You say that, I'm like, oh, and, yep, yep. So, so this is the thing that we usually in. I'll be like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't use words on a teaching podcast like I be like. That's good. Uh, we usually say, look at the camera, tell the people where they can find you. She already made it clear. She doesn't want to be found. <laughs> so that's not going to happen this episode. Really? She's on the school board. You know movie. her name. Right. If you want to find her, <laughs> if you want to find her, just find her. Yeah, uh, yeah she's not dropping nothing, no names. But I don't know if you've got a word of wisdom you want to leave the teachers with. You know, you, you, you really have dropped some, like, some diamond nuggets, you that's know what I mean? And so, if you got one more in you, that's your camera, that's your moment for you to have it. Okay, I think I would say, teachers, we don't just impact for the moment, we impact for eternity. So whatever you do in that young life, understand it will follow them throughout their life. So be very intentional. That's a whole nother clip. A whole nother clip. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, another dope episode in the books. Uh, thank you for downloading. As we said earlier, thank you for listening. Uh, like, share, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Follow the uh, IG and the TikTok, dear underscore white underscore teacher. Um, connect with us. We got a lot of crazy, I was about to say crazy dope stuff. Crazy, good, excellent, awesome stuff. That <laughs> is about, I, I know, it's like, I have a variety of listeners, I so I want to hit everybody so they understand. Yeah. We got a lot of crazy, good stuff coming that's about to happen. So stay tuned. Keep up with us. Another episode in the books. Thanks so much for listening. We out.